Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies, including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we're watching Forrest Gump as it turns 25 years old. It's a cinematic classic, and we've managed to find someone who hasn't seen it. Joining the podcast (laughs) for the second week running, it's Patrick Downs! Hey! I'm back, it feels like... Only days ago we were here. <laughs> yes, uh, but instead of uh, being in the has seen it chair, as yeah, you know, I'm in the haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've not seen Forrest Gump. I've not seen Forrest Gump, uh, but you know enough to drop the accent halfway through the name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody knows that bit. Everybody knows the box of chocolates bit, and and uh, you know. Run Forrest, and I think like I gotta pee and stuff. Like, every, everybody knows those <laughs> those moments from the film. But I actually, aside from it being about Forrest Gump's life? I couldn't really tell you what the story is. I have no idea. Well, luckily for you, uh, you were joined today by someone who has seen the film, uh, usually wearing the Disney expert hat, but today, <laughs> just here because she bloody loves this film, <laughs> it's Nicola Brescianini. Hello! How are you, Nick? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm well. So, Forrest Gump. Um, yes. I was not aware until um, this film came up uh, in our in our schedule that you're a big fan of this film. I love this movie. So I saw it for the first time in 2013 when I was going on my family holiday to America and I watched it on the plane just because there was nothing else to do and this one had a long runtime and I thought, well, great, that'll take up a few hours. I actually watched it twice um, on the, in that one trip to the US and mm. cried the whole time trying to be really quiet because it was at night when all the lights were off. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I love it. I've been to Bubba Gump, um, the little restaurant in Orlando. Yes. There, and, there oh are God, themed restaurants, so Patrick, excited. from this film. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which, I was so excited. Yeah. So <laughs> one thing I'll ask, because we'll keep it nice and vague yes. before we get, obviously, with Patrick having not seen it. Um, mm-hmm. Was it a good restaurant? Look, the food, I, I don't, I don't look, hang on. That says it all, I really. I don't remember the food. Okay. I was not there for that. But it had like all the um, movie memorabilia around the place and right. like little references and the, you know, okay. the so, menu was quite well themed. Okay. It, so it was funny. It was a fun experience. It but was. Gastronomically speaking, you have no memories, good or bad. Yeah. I 100% okay. just went there because of its affiliation with Forrest Gump. Okay. <laughs> um, and I suppose in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way then, mm-hmm. what, what can you uh, tell people like Patrick and others who've not seen this film, who are about to go on this adventure for the first time. What should they be expecting from this film? Lots of historical references. Um, and it's just, it's really like a heartfelt movie. It's really nice. And Tom Hanks is freaking amazing and so damn sexy. I mean, he oh. did. Sexy was not the I, word look, I was thinking not, of. Perhaps not, not in I don't this role, but ever as heard a general human being, oh, I describe love Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks as sexy. Oh, he is such a sexy man. He's kind of, I don't know, I feel like he's He's too, like America's sweetheart. He's like, he's dad like, not daddy like, yeah. but very dad like, yeah. which is like why I don't think dad no, aren't popular. Him. No, that's what I'm saying. He's not a daddy, but he's a dad. Yeah. Like, that's why I wouldn't have thought him as sexy. But no, there you go. I, I love Tom Hanks. 
Well, I mean, he's he's in reasonably good shape in this film, and you know, he's a, he's a good looking young man. He he's, is, uh, or a good looking middle aged man, I guess, when he's in this film. But he's, yeah, I, I look, look, I'm not, I, 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 Tom, if you're listening, I don't find you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Tom, we're not trying to body shame you, but. Um. <laughs> but it's just something that had never occurred to me before of yeah. looking at Tom Hanks as like a, a hot piece of action. He but is a sexy, sexy man. Oh, cool. There we go. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, <laughs> yeah. uh, shall we watch the film? <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's go. All right. Uh, for those of you at home, pop in your DVDs and get out your ping pong paddles as we prepare to watch <laughs> Forest Gun. What is this movie? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We've just finished watching Forrest Gump. And uh, joining me, we have Nicola. Hello. And Patrick. Ah. So, Patrick, <laughs> uh, that was your first time watching Forrest Gump. Uh, what did you think? I liked it. It's a, it's a, a very, very good movie. Mm. It's very sweet. It's extremely sentimental, which yeah. I was expecting. Yeah. But it is much funnier and I think much more tongue-in-cheek than I thought it would be as well. Mm. Now, it is definitely poking fun at itself and the kind of absurdity of it all quite a bit which i appreciated yeah yeah it's been it's been a long time since i've watched this one nicola when did you last watch this oh it would not have been that long ago <laughs> okay i think it might have been on tv like two months ago I probably right watched it then okay because because for me it's it's been i'd say probably more than 10 years since i last watched it and i found myself kind of like it, it's a very comfortable film. It's yeah. a film where um, yeah. I, f- I found that whenever I've rewatched it, it's kind of like, oh, this is the bit where he moons President Johnson. <laughs> yeah. that, that's always fun. Um, and it, it is. It's a very it's a very well-told film. It's a very well-told story. Yeah. Um, and, and it is it, it, it is a sweet, uh, almost saccharine story. Yeah. But it really works. Um, it's it's a it's one of those like sweet stories well told. I think. It is. Yeah, um, the story itself uh, for those who maybe haven't seen it or, or read the original book from which it's uh, based on. Uh, Forrest Gump is the luckiest man in the world. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, or at least that that's the impression I got watching this. Someone's like, man, he's he's really just. He's in the right place right, at the right, right time. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Almost to like a, an almost like a superhero level. Well, and that's why I think that's why I think a lot of the humor comes at least a lot of the the irony and the tongue in cheekness of it all is like Yeah. You're kind of meant to like that's meant to that, that's meant to be funny, I mm. think. That like yeah, he's he's great. He's a wonderful person, but he's also got this supernatural amount level of luck. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Forrest is a character that I think it's very easy to root for. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he's yeah. unlikable. Yeah, and it's a, it, and we we should talk about the fact. Obviously, it's Tom Hanks, uh, Nicola's crush, and I think after watching this, we Patrick and I were both like, actually, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. You can he's see so it. Cute. He, and he's you know he's in good shape, and he's yeah. throwing himself in rivers whenever he, <laughs> he needs to get somewhere. I like, and again, that's again funny moments where as soon as he needs to get somewhere, he either just starts running mm. or he jumps out of his boat yeah. all the time. It's great. It's very funny. Yeah, he's like a child. He yeah. is, uh, but he's he's a very compelling screen presence. Yes, yes. Um, even though he is a moron, like everyone calls him stupid. He even yeah. refers stupid to himself. Stupid does. Well, exactly. Yeah, he's stupid yeah. as a stupid does, and it's it's such an interesting character, and I think um, Tom Hanks's portrayal um, 
is really the thing that I think makes this film stand out because I think if this was another performer, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it, sure. it probably wouldn't have worked as well. The whole movie relies on him being totally likable. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Tom Hanks, you just can't not like him. It's it's one of those things. You just he's got a very likable face. He's, he seems like a nice guy. He's got a slightly silly voice when he shouts, even when he's <laughs> as Forrest, he loses the accent when he's shouting and goes into that kind of Tom Hanks. Hey, like that kind of. <laughs> That's that, that, yeah, they're basically just the noise of like Woody, you know, when he's going buzz, like it's just that that voice. <laughs> um, but but he's he is he's fun. He's he's a really really just eminently likable character, and I think yeah, that's yeah. I think that's very important for this film. Yeah, well, he's in so much of it. Mm. Well, he's in every he's in all, scene. He's, all, he's in all of yeah. it. Let's yeah. be honest. He's in all of it. And yeah. if you didn't like him, yeah. you, you wouldn't be able to sit through the film. Mm. Although I think oh, I think it should be said, the actor they got to play Young Forrest um, is very good as well. He is. Mm. Uh, yeah. I did a little Google on him. Oh, yeah? Oh, it must have been the last time I watched the movie. Mm. And I was like, I wonder if he's been in anything since. No. No. No, doesn't want to. Went, to. went off to college. Was living his normal human life. Yeah, it's one of those child actors that got yeah. out while the getting was good. Yeah, exactly. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Done um, my bit. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to child actors a bit later with Haley Joel Osment uh, <gasps> yeah. so at the end of the film. But yeah, um, Forrest grows up in Alabama and uh, goes through a essentially a cavalcade of Americana and celebrity cameos. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm wondering what you thought of it, Patrick. Like, did it work for you, or did it feel? And th- yeah, yeah, it did. And that's what, like once I got what the movie what was, you know, it's it's. I don't want to, again, it's a bit stereotypical to call things a fairy tale these days, but mm. it is kind of a fairy tale. It's it, it's meant to be a bit silly, mm. you know, but you're meant to go along with it. You're meant to enjoy it. And yeah. I think they, again, they balanced it really well. It's a very well-made film, mm. very well-constructed story. Everything just kind of flows quite nicely. Um, yeah, it worked for me. It worked for me really well. Yeah, because rewatching it, and you know, the first one is when he's a young boy and he meets Elvis. Obviously, yeah, Elvis isn't yeah. famous at this time, yeah. And <clears throat> because he's got the leg braces on, and he's kind of dance, and it's in that he's weird doing a little wide shuffle, Elvis, Elvis shuffle dance. Yeah, yeah. I think that 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 one's quite fun. I think it does establish, you know, he's he then goes and meets like several presidents, even to the point where and they all die. We get, well, yeah. He's, <laughs> Nearly uh, all of them. Yeah, even to the point where Forrest is going like, so I went to the White House again. again. <laughs> I met the president again. again. Yeah. Um, I, which I think is part of that self-awareness. Of yeah, the fact yeah. That, that, yeah, he's um, he's just having a very extraordinary life. Mm. And it's, it's it, it is very watchable. But I do think that because Tom Hanks is so likable and the character of Forrest Gump is such a compelling one, I actually think it covers up for the fact that this is not necessarily a brilliantly written film. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, it's good. I'm, I, and like, I, I like the story, but the story feels as though a lot of things happen sort of more out of coincidence than out of any sort of... Um, Properly controlled plot. Yeah, Yeah. or necessity, yeah. It's it's just... And particularly the second half, I feel, gets a bit like that. Um, The second half is definitely a lot slower. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And it also also feels like the movie should have ended by that point. At least it should have gotten to... You know, like... There were, there were definitely times I'm like, oh, this is still going. And then it's like, oh, he's still when he gets to the bit where he starts running everywhere. Yeah. Where would you uh, have ended it? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I, I know I say that, but I'm going, I actually don't know where <laughs> you would put that. But it definitely, it started to feel long. Mm. Around about the, uh, sort of towards the end of the Bubba Gump shrimp story. Yeah. Is when it starts to feel like, okay, 
it's getting a bit long now. It, yeah. yeah. It's and the thing is is it's all enjoyable. There isn't anything that I look and go, "Oh, well we can definitely cut this" because the running yeah. sequence yeah. the John Lennon bit. Oh yes, because you didn't that, like you didn't like go. that's yeah. pretty on the just nose. Where, that's just where, one of the worst bits of the movie. Someone who apparently has never heard of what a, a Liverpool accent sounds like just sits there going, um, "No religion, <laughs> like it's just no not, possession. It's not a good. Your that was better than what the film had. <laughs> and John Lennon. Yeah, it was. Um, again, it was kind of like oh, full imagine. I, I almost feel as though that was just there to make the point that Forrest meets a lot of people that get shot. Yeah, um, and. It's yeah that, that okay maybe that bit we could have cut yeah. but but to be honest like the rest of it like um, meeting up with Lieutenant Dan in New York post war um, I think is very is good. important and very well told it is and it really tells it adds to the character of Lieutenant Dan so by the time yeah, he comes yeah. back at the end of the wedding you're like oh, yeah that's such a nice and you know, Lieutenant Dan is a fantastic story. character yeah he is. I yeah. think it's very, it's I think it was important that they showed the fact that Vietnam veterans were treated like pretty much like shit. Mm. when they got back yeah after the war and were just kind of left to survive yeah. you know and that, that was really important yeah and particularly with um, with forest living out this sort of american fantasy this sort of fairy tale that yeah yeah to have to have gary sinise's lieutenant dan in the wheelchair going they gave you the medal of honor yeah yeah, yeah. it was um yeah it was very well very well balanced and i, I also liked how that then affected forest as well yeah, uh, yeah. because forest could see that Lieutenant Dan was struggling and yeah. kept trying to help him. And then obviously Bubba died and he was very keen on li- living up one to Bubba's promise of opening up the, the shrimp boat, yeah. but also supporting Bubba's family and that community. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, it's, it's like, these are all well-told bits. It's just that as a whole, I feel as though the film isn't particularly well-structured. But then again, the film is not, I guess, a traditional three-act story. Yeah. It's no, it's a no. rambling story at a bus stop. Yeah, that's yeah. It. and that's why I, I'm inclined to disagree because yeah. I think for the type of story that it is, yeah, fits. Ev- everything flo- exactly everything yeah. flows really well. I, I think that's why I felt yeah. I didn't it didn't feel particularly jarring in terms of when the story moved on. I thought everything fed into each story fed into the other story quite well. Yeah, as if you were just telling recounting your life yeah. story. To mm. someone you've just met, you know, perhaps not everything Gels is directly probably. connected. But I'll talk, I've told you this story, which reminds me of something that also happened later. Yeah, I, th- I think they, I think they, um, uh, kind of communicated that quite well with yeah. with, with the with, with terms of the way the script was written. Yeah, I think it, I think it is also partly just something that uh, it, it could potentially be an issue when you've got a character who is so in the right place at the right time. Yeah, that coincidences and the results of them don't feel earned in a lot of respects i think i think because forest is so likable that it gets away with it a lot more than i think it would have done with any other sort of character or or actor portraying it um but it's yeah it's it, it is fun and i think one of the issues that i did have um which i suppose does make sense within the story is the fact that jenny doesn't tell him that she has had his son mm. and rewatching it this time actually bothered me a lot more than I think it has it previously. I mean, granted he was off running for odd. three years. Yeah. Maybe she tried to get, to, yeah, we, we don't know what happened in those three years, but it feels <laughs> as though if she hadn't gotten sick, would she have ever told him? Yeah. It did seem odd. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't actually think she would have. No. And it's, it's like the character of Jenny is, is a really interesting character because again, it's reflecting that whilst Forrest is off having his idyllic, 
life, you know, of just like, ah, oh, everything's come, everything's turning up Millhouse, like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Jenny has this awful. She has a terrible life. life. Yeah, because yeah. obviously she's born to. She's born and her mother dies when she's young. Her father's abusive and there's yeah. lots of... Like, he's and abusive to her and his sisters. Yeah. yeah. It's almost comedic how shit her life is, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not portrayed that way. But, but it, yeah. You can kind of go, this is almost... It's almost as unbelievable as Forrest's story. Nothing is coming up Millhouse. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Forrest's story is so unbelievably... It's not good because he goes to war and lots of terrible things happen, but he also gets so... He also, has all these great opportunities that he makes the yeah. most of, where yeah. she gets nothing. The complete opposite. Yeah, it, it's it's it, you know again they're very much you know two sides of the coin kind of thing. It's probably probably deliberate. Yeah, but it but, is to me it was bordering on farcical. And how thi- hard her life was at times. Yeah, mm. and the thing is, is a lot of it is not particularly her fault because no. having the mum die and her father be super abusive is nothing that she could control. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that she gets kicked out of college for the Playboy pictures is probably something where I don't think she's thinking, "Ooh, yeah, I'm going to do these pictures and be be naughty or whatever." I think it's she did it because things just spun out of control. In all likelihood, some creep with a camera from Playboy turned up yeah, and was like, and, you know, again, "Do these was, pictures get money?" Um, exactly. A ten-year-old kid at uni is like, "Here, yeah. I'll give you, you know, well, I know yeah. it was fifty, so like, here's here's a here's two hundred dollars, mm. which was like, you know, six million bucks." <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> And, then, um, and she would have gone like, yeah, sure, fine, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah and no, then, it makes sense again. And, and then she gets wrapped up in the hippie movement and as a result of being involved with that is exposed to a lot of drugs that was happening mm-hmm. in those um, yeah. communities at the time. But for me, I can understand all that, but I think the fact that she hides Forrest Jr. from Forrest Sr., I just don't quite understand why she did that. And the fact that she runs away the next day. No explanation. Oh, I can understand running away, you know, post booty call. Like that's yeah. that that I can kind of understand because it's in fitting with her character of not wanting to get attached to Forrest because she thinks that she is bad for him. Yeah. But once you know, a couple of months down the line, when she's pregnant, and even if she's bad for him, I'm surprised that she keeps this unhidden, particularly because she knows that Forrest is a millionaire and could like yeah. look, help look after the child. Yeah. Hmm. It's it 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 did it. It does seem out of character because, mm. you know, again, she's been portrayed. You're looking at me funny, Nicola, but no, I'm going to justify I'm, I'm going to justify thinking. this in a second. Okay. At least my, my thinking. Okay. Because although she's portrayed as having a really tough life and making bad choices, she's not portrayed as bad or even particularly selfish. No. She's more portrayed as confused and, 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 and broken, you know, by, yeah. by all the trauma she's experienced. Yeah. So it just... That seems like the sort of thing that perhaps doesn't quite gel. Like it would, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm not quite making sense. But yeah. I just feel like that, I mean, that's she, quite a selfish thing to do. And she, and she hasn't, yeah. And she hasn't been portrayed as that way at any point, I yeah. think. I think the, the thing that... Do you think it was selfish or do you think that she didn't want to burden him? Could be that. It could be that. It yeah. could be that. But it, I, I don't think, I, and this is again, a slight issue with the, the writing is I don't think the film ever properly explains that. And maybe it's something that's explained more in the original source material. I haven't read it, so yeah. I don't know. But it just felt a little bit... Um, it felt out of character for... Then the, also, the maybe, you know what? Again, because when we see her at, at towards the end where he's finished running and they finally reconnect, we see that she has pulled herself together. Yeah. Yeah. And things are back on track. So maybe... You'd be busy with a kid. That's it. Maybe she, maybe she needed that time mm. 
to get her life on track before she felt like she could yeah. bring Forrest back in. Because again, you say she, she felt like she was bad for him. So now I'm doing a complete 180 on what I just said. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking, actually, maybe it is there. Maybe yeah, it is justified. Yeah, this is kind of what I was starting to think. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, maybe she because she felt she was bad for Forrest his Freddy's whole life, and now finally she feels together. like she's got it together, yeah. and now she can say, I, "Now I want." Now, if if, asks, if you'll if you'll have me, yeah. Now I'm I'm ready. Now I now I can be yeah, for you. Marry? Yeah, exactly. Now I can be for you what I've always wanted to be. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's. I the, think that's probably what it is. That's a fair reading. Yeah, yeah. So, I suppose. I, I I guess it's just. Um, I think the fact that it is left a bit open to interpretation is something that. Some people may like and some people may yeah, not yeah. like. I just didn't feel it was particularly well explained. Um, so, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've never really had a problem with the ending before. I just mm. I thought it was actually quite fitting. Oh, it's fitting. It's fitting that Forrest gets, um, you know, does get to have a, a son and someone to look after because he is clearly someone who is a very nurturing and caring yeah. person. And can we talk about how beautiful that little moment was where he asked if he was smart? Yes. That was really sweet. Yeah, the second half of this film is Tom Hanks earning that Oscar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's... Yeah. Yeah, because he he doesn't even really say it. He's just sort of indicating it and trying not to cry. And she understands straight away and says, no, 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 he's smart. And he's like, ooh. That's so sweet. And then he just sits down and watches Sesame Street with him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's... Get teary thinking about it. Yeah, again, it's it's a really lovely... um, it is a really lovely conclusion it to the is. film to have that. I mean, there's so much in this film to, to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's bits like... I think it's interesting that it's quite a visually striking film. Yeah. Um, particularly, obviously, the Vietnam sequences. Mm. Um, it goes full proper action film for a good 10, 15 The whole minutes. joining the army and then going to Vietnam bits were the, were the bits that I think I really liked mm. the most. Yeah. You know, and again, not just because I'm I'm action guy and like, I like shooting and things, because yeah. it's even though there was that that extended action period where he's rescuing everyone, mm. even before that, I don't know. There was I I, I really liked that that segment. I thought yeah. that was really well made and, and very really enjoyable. Yeah, mm. you've just made me realise Forrest never actually shoots his gun at any point. No, he doesn't. We see him. Being very yeah, competent, we seem being very competent at putting the gun together and dismantling yeah. it. Well, he does go headfirst into a into a foxhole kind of thing with yeah with with, with, a, with a pistol with a gun, so. but we never actually see him fire a gun. I think that's a really interesting choice from the filmmakers. Yeah, we don't see him not hurt. even when they get attacked. Yeah, yeah we yes. don't see him hurt anyone, but we see him save a lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. that, and he like, punches that, out though. Oh, that's true. He oh, does yeah. hurt. He yeah, but he only times. he only hurts. Um, women are. bashers, which you know what? I'm I'm on the side of that. Yeah, uh, Wesley yep. Wesley had it coming. But. Assault women bashers. <laughs> yeah. out there. If you see a woman getting bashed by a man, punch him. Uh, I can't say that <laughs> message is officially endorsed by this program, <laughs> but um, you know, to each their own. Uh, the yeah, but the, I, I think the fact that he doesn't shoot the gun at any point, and it, yeah, his his army actions are are heroic. You know, he's going in to try yeah. and save Bubba. Yeah. Um, and ends up saving most of the platoon just by virtue Tex of like and finding Dallas and Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where Tex was from. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and and Lieutenant Dan, obviously. Um, it's it is it, it, it is very exciting, and like you know, Tom Hanks running around with all the the mud and stuff on him. Yeah. Um, it's it, the rain. And yeah, the yeah, rain true. trying to stop it bouncing back up. Yeah. That rain that came right back up at you. It's um, yeah. yeah, it's 
it is very thrilling, and the use of the soundtrack is really lovely. Yeah. The use of the soundtrack throughout right the film. Soundtrack. Yeah, it's it's a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and it sort of very beautifully sort of charts the 30, 40 years mm. of Forrest's life that we see. Mm. Um, so fitting for the eras that they were representing as well. Yeah. Although I, 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 I found it interesting that when we got to the modern uh, or contemporary forest, um, park bench forest, and then all those sequences afterwards, they drop the music of the time. It was only time. instrumental. Yeah, because yeah. then it, I think partly then it is something that maybe feels a bit more timeless. Um, I think that's probably why they did it. Yeah, yeah. you don't get any 80s synth, you don't yeah. get anything like that. It's all um, it's all very much, that music is very much just to go, this is Vietnam, so you're getting Guns and Roses, not Guns and Roses, you're getting um, the Rolling Credence Stones. And Creedence Clearwater Revival. Credence, yeah. yeah, and you're getting the birds, and you're getting all yeah. the hippie protest songs, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah, you get all of those things, and then very sort of subtly drops away as we get closer to the to yeah the i think day. you're i think that's probably a very deliberate choice to yeah i think the last sort of time period setting music we got was the disco that jenny was in um where yeah she's yeah taking the cocaine i think that's after that it kind of stops yeah um yeah i was, it was interesting to go back and actually check but yeah, yeah i think i think you're right I, I think that's probably why they did it to give those outside of the flashback moments a more timeless feel mm. Nicola. And more realistic too. Yeah, yes. true. You are a big fan of this film. I am. Do you have a favourite uh, scene or section? I actually really agree with you. I really like the Vietnam segments. And I don't know if it's because it's the introduction of Lieutenant Dan in that. Um, actually, it, to be honest, even the parts where he's joined the army and he's going through the rings of scrubbing the floor with the toothbrush yeah. and Bubba Gump talking... Uh, sorry, Bubba talking about the... Um, That's so good. <laughs> all the shrimp. That's so good. <laughs> Different ways to cook shrimp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I really like those bits. And I don't know if it's just because it's sl- they portray it slightly more comical um, in those segments. And the introduction of Lieutenant Dan, who's, I think, aside from Forrest Gump, probably my favourite character. Mm. Um, yeah, I really like those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pat, um, obviously Vietnam really Yeah, no, I, I agree. Again, all those reasons. I think it's also the funniest chunk of the movie. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's when you really start to... For me, it's when I really, it really started to twig that it is a bit silly. It is it is meant to be a bit ironic. Mm. You're meant to kind of have a have a giggle along with the mm. film, while yeah. still while yeah, whilst not losing any of the emotional investment or anything like that. The other part I think I like is when he gets to college and he is running the football field and they have to put down the sign that says "Stop." Yeah, for yeah, us. that's good. <laughs> that's right. All those bits are very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, really, again, I like the Vietnam bits because it's when you meet mm. a lot of new, a lot of good characters, like mm-hmm. yeah. again, Lieutenant Dan and, and Baba, they're two of the more engaging characters. Mm. You know, outside of the main sort of two or three, Forrest Gump and Jenny, and that, like, they're kind of the more engaging, outsiding yeah, definitely. characters. I think. Yeah. Oh, the fishing boat's pretty good as well. Yeah. The f- yeah. <laughs> and when he keeps just getting the rubbish. Yeah. 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 That's quite. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's it's a film which I, I I agree it has all these wonderful moments, but I do feel that once they become successful fishermen, it kind of feels it does like slow down it there. yeah it meanders a bit yeah definitely. and I I feel as though I I mean I I still was enjoying you know like when Jenny come after his the scene where his mum passes away he has that last conversation with his mum, and then you have Jenny turning up and I think all that's really really good and really yeah. well yeah. told. But then 
it's just that little bit slow because th- this is a long film. This is a two yeah, plus hour film. Yeah, yeah. And that's as much the perfect plane film, it is a good plane <laughs> film. It's a good plane film. Yeah, but yeah. I, and, and like I, said, I do think you feel it at times. Yeah, that that it is quite long. And yeah. as much as you know, it's like the running bit oddly slows it down. I feel as though that's really important because it's Forrest actually sort of, I guess, putting himself through some sort of therapy. Some yeah. sort of catharsis. It's very long yeah. though that sec that section. Yeah. Him running. Yeah. But yeah. that go that bit goes on for a really long well, time. Well, it was three years. Yeah, I know, but we didn't need to see <laughs> what felt like three years of yeah. running. And, and like, I, I get that they obviously had to introduce the humor. So him accidentally inventing the shit happens bumper sticker. That stuff. That was a bit. That stuff's all fine. But then there's yeah. long bit long stretches of him just kind of running yeah well i I almost felt we didn't need those bits i didn't need to know he he like invented the have a nice day smiley yeah actually true because it it might have been more impactful if it was just like you say just the running because yeah like you say it was a therapy kind of thing yeah part of it was probably that they had so many historical and um celebrity included moments in the first half of the film that they probably felt by the second half they need to shoehorn a couple more in there yeah have you read the book no i haven't see i wonder if that stuff happens in the book yeah. And that's why they feel like they need to keep keep them in. Oh, maybe. That's actually oh, an interesting point. Well, I, to, I didn't even know it was based on the book. There's the, there's a few th- there's there's a few significant changes that were made from the book. Right, okay. I know that at one point um in the research I was doing yesterday, I believe he becomes an astronaut on the Apollo 15 mission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think Lieutenant Dan's involved in that as well. Maybe. So, so maybe that's the reference about the titanium that, legs. That is why they reference the titanium <laughs> legs. Um, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, so they did. Th- yeah, there is a bit where he becomes an astronaut, which... God. I, I, <laughs> I want to read this book. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it sounds mental. Yeah. Um, How long is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's big. It's a big tome. Uh, but it's... um. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, though, I, I can see why um, it's it's considered a classic. Yeah. Uh, and I think 25 years on, it really holds up. Like, it does not feel it's that old. The only little bits that maybe feel that way are the effects on the... Um, when they've clearly, like, f- doctored the mouths of the presidents in the old news footage. Mm. Yeah, and put him into the black and white. yeah. I feel as though some of those bits are kind of like, okay, this isn't... Do you know what I think looked worse, though? What? Was the feather. Oh, really? What? I think the feather looked really bad. Well, it's interesting. Really? The yeah. Fe- the feather was um, was filmed, essentially, falling in front of a blue screen. They filmed a whole bunch of yeah, different well, feather I don't, I just I don't know. It didn't quite gel for me. It looked, it looked really... Dodgy. Okay. I've never second guessed that feather it, it in did, my life. It didn't bother me in this viewing, but I'm it's, it's curious. Yeah. yeah. No, for me it was more the like JFK's mouth not quite moving and matching up with what's yeah. being said. Yeah. Well, that's true, what I was true. saying was so when I first saw this um, on the plane, I was looking at it, the tiny little airplane screen. Yeah. And I didn't notice, and so and it wasn't close enough for me to actually tell whether or not that was you know really JFK who mm. was in it. So I wasn't sure if it was actually actors acting it out or if mm. he was actually being put in to you know that original um footage that they had yeah so it's not until i've seen it on the big screen that i've gone oh yeah that looks you, you know, know it would have been great at the time looked better than grand moff tarkin in rogue one Ooh, a controversial burn come at me star wars fans mm. i still hate that movie <laughs> 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 One day we will do Rogue One and it will be the biggest fight between our guests that we'll ever have. Get the 
biggest Star Wars fan. So you don't have to pick somebody who has seen and hasn't seen the film for that one. No, we have to pick someone who likes it. And your least <coughs> favorite fan. I know some people who really love it and some people who really hate it. They're just gonna we're just gonna lock them in a cage for an hour and record it. Duke huh? it out. Yeah. <laughs> Knock down, drag out, fight of a podcast. <laughs> uh, before we get to that, though, uh, would you guys like some trivia about it? Is yes, with it. I would. Sorry. Uh, yes. you, you sounded like you're about to burst into your own trivia. No, I was just going to say that they did a trivia quiz at the uh, Bubba Gump, and I did quite well. So. Oh yeah, can yeah? Do you want to do you want to? So oh, yeah, sorry. Do you want to tell tell us that you, you actually went to? Yeah, because we, oh. we we touched on it briefly before. You've been to the one of oh, the. It's, it's just one of the chain. One of the chain. One of the chain restaurants. Yeah, but I had a. Freaking ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are the, are the waiters all like doing uh, impressions of like Forrest no. and going, hello, how may I take your order? Like of that kind of thing. Not. It's at Universal Studios and they probably hate their life. Because okay. you, you said, um, you, oh no, sorry. Go on. Oh, no, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you said there was like stuff from the film. Like yes. what kind of things are in the... Okay, so... Um, when you go there, the menu itself is themed. So it's got, you know, all the funny names of things. I can't even remember what I ate, but I hate seafood. So I definitely wasn't going for the shrimp. Um, <laughs> then the back of the menu had the whole um, Bubba speech about all the different types That's of right. shrimp that That's they have. Right. Mm. Um, and you also have a little paddle, um, like a ping pong paddle that um, is in the bucket on your table um, that has like run forest, run and stop forest, stop on the other side. So, so is that like you can flip it over if you want yeah, more? Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Um, and then all along the walls, so they've got lots of booths and everything, but everywhere they've got um, big framed um, things of like uh, the costumes that the actors were wearing. Um, look, I haven't, I've only been to one, so I assume yeah. that they potentially fake because, you, you know, you can't have... But then, you know, they might have had multiples of the same yeah. item on, right. on set. You, you, not, 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 not. That's true. Pretty unusual for them to just have the one costume. One costume. Yeah, you're so yeah, right. they probably just gave them all out. To... Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> probably right. I didn't look that closely, but I was like, oh god, this is so exciting. Yeah. Um. And yes, yeah, so they got all those. Um. And lots of framed photos from the film. A couple of autographs. Then they've got um, uh, number plates all from around the US mm. um, up there and then just little, um, they got all these Dr. Pepper bottles lined up along the oh. bar. And <laughs> yeah, cool. just little things. And so as you walk through it, so I went with my best friend who's, you know, she's like, oh, Forrest Gump. I don't, can't even remember if she's seen it, to be honest. I didn't really care at that time. Um, this was entirely for me. It was a selfish yeah. move. Yeah. Um, but I was having a freaking ball there. It was so much fun walking around seeing everything. Did you take the paddle home with you? No, I didn't. I've got a photo I was it. really hoping you'd like look nervously at it when you finished look around like he did when he got discharged <laughs> yeah. and then just run, run off with the plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have kept it. I did buy a pin from there though. I needed, I should have brought the hat. Watching that movie made me think, God, I should have bloody bought it. Well, next time. Next yeah. time. Yeah. I'll have to go back. All right. The first bit of trivia. Um, when Forrest gets to talk at the Vietnam rally, the microphone is pulled, uh, the plug is pulled from it and you can't hear him. According to Tom Hanks, this is what he said. He said, I'm just deciding, do I try to do it? Yeah, in the yes, do it. Do okay. It. okay. <clears throat> Sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they go home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. That's a bad thing. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I feel like he was talking for longer. Yeah, it feels like it was yeah. longer than that. It, but, well, according to Tom Hanks, who was Forrest Gump. And you know apparently. what? I would, they probably I edited it to be longer. I anything yeah. Forrest Gump says. Yeah. So apparently that's what he said in that bit. Yeah, God, there you go. Thanks, it's beautiful. 
Uh, Tom Hanks was not paid for this film. Uh, he didn't get a traditional wage. He took percentage points. Oh, so he was fine. Uh, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he netted about forty million dollars. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I just it's all good. It was so exciting. Patrick, kick the microphone. I'll just kick the microphone. <laughs> Wait, no, there's a, there's a pro-war protester trying to dismantle it. Get away from that. Sometimes guys kick the microphone. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but yes, $48 million for Tom oh, Hanks. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. I should have married him. You should have married, should him. Have married him. Despite the uh, massive age gap. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I've never met him. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, you're perfect for each other. I know we are. Mm. Uh, when Forrest first learns to play ping pong in the infirmary, he is told to keep his eye on the ball by another soldier. Uh, after that moment, whenever he is shown playing ping pong, he never blinks. <laughs> That's some commitment. I love it. Mm. Uh, the necklace worn by Lieutenant Dan is a rosary with a St. Christopher medal inscribed protectors in combat. It was worn in Vietnam by Gary Sinise's brother-in-law, Jack Treese. Oh. So it's an actual proper from the war mm. artifact which i think was pretty cool yeah that's cool yeah wow uh so some alternate casting because obviously always yeah, good. Oh, good yeah yep. now i i'm just gonna go out and say nobody else plays forrest gump as well as tom hanks Mm-mm. um no. so this is more of how much worse do you think this would have been yeah, on a okay. scale of right. a bit to oh god okay uh bill murray he oh, looks a bit like him <laughs> I feel like it would have been even more. It would have been extremely sarcastic. Yeah, if I don't it was think Bill it Murray. Would have had as many heartfelt. No, yeah, the the, the sentimentality and the heartfelt yeah. moments would have. Yeah. Would have had to take a hit. It would have felt a bit more forced, I think. Uh, John Travolta. No. Next. Uh, no, that'd been weird. I it would have been weird. Although this is this is Pulp Fiction era John Travolta when he's making. I don't think John Travolta can can convincingly play a, hand, a handicapped person. Fair. Uh, <laughs> and the final one on this list, uh, which made me laugh, was Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh. Chevy Chase, like National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, uh. now, they all turned down this role, so they were all Did offered it. Oh, jeez. Wow. Mm. Uh, Travol- and it just goes to show, everyone, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Whoever Except offered Tom Whoever's going to say, whoever offered those actors this role had no idea what they were doing. Everyone is just trying to get by. <laughs> mm. uh, Travolta later admitted that passing on the role was a mistake. No, it wasn't. It absolutely was <laughs> not. Travolta, John, you made the right choice. Um, <laughs> Did you call him Elton John? Just I, was, I think I went to say Travolta. I think I called him Travolta John or something. I don't know. <laughs> now, Elton John playing Forrest Gump. No. Yeah. No, no. I would have loved to have seen that. It's a little bit funny, Jenny. Um Ice Cube and Dave Chappelle both turned down the role of Bubba Gump. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ice Cube refused to play an idiot, <laughs> apparently. And Chappelle thought that the movie would bomb. Uh, Dave Chappelle's Dave the was comedian. A comedian. Um, uh, he had his own show called Chappelle The Chappelle Show, show oh. um, in the early 2000s. Um, he's funny, but he says naughty words a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Dave Chappelle's Block Party is a film, documentary movie. Uh, yeah. Have you seen Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. He's... um. A chew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's that guy. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, no, I don't think he would have. No, I don't, I don't think. I think they I have mean, to... that, that being the only movie I've seen him in, he was very funny in that. Yeah. But I can't think about him 
playing a role like that. Yeah, well, Chappelle uh, thought the movie was going to bomb, probably because John Travolta was attached to it at the yeah. time. Um, <laughs> he's since said that he also regrets not taking that role. I'm uh, sure he could have done it, but again, we don't know. But like, he seemed too cool. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Kind of, yeah. kind of the same with Ice Cube. I don't think Ice yeah, Cube yeah. hanging off Tom Hanks would work. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. It worked because they were equally as awkward as each other. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Forrest and Dan's Shrimp Emporium Bubba Gump has 33 restaurants around the world currently. Wow. Uh, with locations including the US, Japan, China, Mexico, Malaysia, the Philippines, Indonesia, and the UK. But not Australia. No. Nope. Well, I'm not a big fan of shrimp either, so. Oh, they serve other things. Well, they, they have to call them prawns here. Uh, yeah. Bubba Gump Prawn, prawn Company. Yeah. Bubba Gump Prawns. Oi, 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 lost like a box of chocolates. Come get your prawns. <laughs> <laughs> what what type of prawns do you have? Oh, we got king prawns, <laughs> banana prawns, tiger prawns. That's uh, all the kind of prawns. All the kinds of prawns. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you're missing out, uh, Universal. Um, many of the extras in the hippie scene were actors from the Maryland Renaissance Festival. The casting director Ellen Lewis realised they would be a good source of performers with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> Work with what you got. And yeah. they probably had a lot of their own muslin cloth, like, yeah. you know, like draped, like, um, you know. Yeah. They Not- probably just stepped right out of that Renaissance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just threw some tie dye on top of them. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that's a great 60s clothes, man. It's my medieval jerkin. Thank you. Leave yeah, me alone. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you all wore tunics, so, you know. I'm a squire, thank you. Um, Robert Zemeckis, the director, decided to leave out several planned effect shots. One shot in particular involved Forrest running into Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, Forrest was going to, uh, in this scene, distract several dogs trying to attack King and his supporters by playing fetch with them and rendering them harmless. (laughs) I'm really glad that was dropped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, on paper, it's kind of a funny idea. But it's also just kind of like, uh, I don't know if that's... That's not the kind of thing you should make those kind of jokes about. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I think I think with all the stuff with Governor Wallace was actually quite quite well done. Mm. Where yeah, it's kind of like, that... you know, you've got that guy going, they're trying to let coons into this school. And he goes, yeah. well, well Margaret's raccoons on the back porch. Like, yeah. I thought that was quite, dumb because, quite, quite well done because it was... It, it shows yeah. forests inability to comprehend that kind of thing it yeah innocence yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah it was a very yeah yeah i think i, I think... was gonna repeat you and i decided to stop myself because <laughs> yeah. it would have been useless <laughs> yeah it's it, and again i feel as though this idea with the attack dogs is a, is a similar thing but at the same time we've already sort of seen it with what happened with um the the wallace protest yeah. so yeah i've got I'm, i also just don't know if the effect would have been that good to be perfectly honest no, no. but yeah uh, so that one was dropped. Uh, following the success of this movie, Winston Groom, who is the author of the uh, book, okay. wrote a sequel called A Gump and Co, which okay. referenced the movie as uh, if it had been released in Forrest's world. So, okay. as though the movie really? Forrest Gump. So, like a documentary. Yeah, well, almost like, like a biopic. Like, like a biopic. Okay. Um, himself, he, yeah. He mentions that the movie was an accurate telling of his life and brought him unwanted press attention. Uh, Forrest Gump also meets Tom Hanks in the novel. <laughs> I'm going to read these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, well, <laughs> Gump, Gump and Co. is what you want. Gump and Co. Gump I'll, I'll read the first one first. I'd really like to see how it's different. Mm. Uh, now, according to the writer, Winston Groom, he had an actor in mind who 
would have been perfect in his head to play Forrest Gump. Okay. That actor was John Goodman. See, yeah. Oh, I could see that, actually. Yeah. I really like John Goodman. I don't know about John Goodman running for three years. <laughs> yeah. But um, he, would, he would have had to drop some weight for it. He would have had to drop a lot of weight yeah. for it. But yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of as just a guy and, a, and an actor, yeah, I can picture him done alongside it. Bubba. Yeah, the two yeah. of them in the army together. I can see that. He would, would have been he quite would, good actually? Would he have turned um, into his character from The Big Lebowski though, who is also a Vietnam vet? Would he have just <laughs> would he have just started pulling out a I gun whenever someone no, broke no, the rules? I don't think he would have gone full Walter. Yeah. On, yeah. But no, I, again, I can see again another actor. Yeah, I I could see that, mm. um, but he would have had to drastically mm. <laughs> um, alter his his uh, his his appearance. Yeah, we love you, John. But uh, he's amazing. He's he, he's a phenomenal actor. Everyone loves. Tom, like, I know Tom Hanks is like everyone's favorite, but like I I would rate John Goodman above Tom Hanks. Sorry, but as, I would just as an actor. Yep, I could see that. I'm not going to pick a side because you're both my friends. Um, <laughs> uh, apart from a fixed th- fee of $350,000, the author, Winston Groom, um, made a deal for a 3% share of the film's net profits, but never received the money. Um, even though the film turned in more than $350 million in revenue, the studio employed creative accounting by claiming that the movie had actually lost money oh, after correcting scum. for the costs of production and advertising. Oh, they advertised the crap dogs. out of this film. Those dogs, that scum. Eh? That's I'm surprised scummy. that he then went on to write a sequel. Well, Groom tried to sue the studio for money, but Ugh. to appease him, they settled by buying the rights to the sequel novel, Gump & Co., for a seven-figure f- sum, as well uh, as, okay. as a percentage of the box office from that sequel. But obviously, no sequel has been made. Right. So essentially... So he, he got the money for the rights. It, so he still got paid at least upwards of a million. Yeah. So but... he, got, he got his $350,000 just upfront fee. Yeah. But he would have made $350 million divided by 100 is 3.5 times by 3. That's $10.5 million that he should have received as the three percentage point. Yeah. So they say a seven-figure fun, fun sum for the sequel. So he received less than what he was owed. He could have potentially made more had they made the sequel, but they yeah. never did. So he got swindled. Absolutely, he got swindled. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he still got more than a million dollars for it. Absolutely, but, but, yeah, but, it's true. But, but he was entitled to more. He was entitled to way more. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, due to the success of Lieutenant Dan's character, Gary Sinise has formed a foundation for injured war veterans. Yes. Uh, it raises up to $30 million a year and has 12 private jets, which they use to fly veterans and sick children to various locations around the world. Good he on him. actually recently took some children of some vets to Disney World. Ah. Yep. There you go. Good he on him. He took a, a bus full of kids. Wonderful. Um, one of the other actors that was considered for Lieutenant Dan Taylor, uh, because this, again, made me laugh, okay. was Joe Pesci. Is uh, he the guy with the eyes? No, that's Steve Buscemi. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, I <laughs> so could... which one's... Hang on, sorry. Which one's... Joe Pesci is... Oh. He usually plays like a like a gangster-type <laughs> yeah. figure. You would have seen him in stuff. He's usually very aggressive as well. Yeah. I All don't right. think he would have... You know, I haven't seen Joe Pesci in a lot of things, so I don't know what he's... I don't know how... Lieutenant Dam is pretty aggressive, though. Yeah, but I also think I also think he, he, he counterbalanced that with compassion and some complexity. Hmm. I don't know if Joe Pesci's quite that good of an um, actor. Have you seen Home Alone? 
Yeah. He's the smaller of the burglars. Yeah. Okay. That's that's Joe Pesci. I like yeah. how you referenced it to a Christmas movie. Of course well, I was go- I was looking at his career and going, has Nicholas seen The Goodfellas? Probably not. Has she seen Casino? Probably no. not. Home Alone? Bingo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, we, we could have had a Joe Pesci. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he would have been fine, but I think Gary Sinise is better. Gary job. Sinise is pretty much perfect for this. Yeah. Uh, he does this fantastic job. And he got an Oscar nomination for Best good. Supporting oh, as well. Good on him. So, yeah, no, he, he did really well. The final bit of trivia is to do uh, with the virus that claims Jenny's life. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, it's not specified what it is in the film, and Robert Zemeckis mm. never revealed what her affliction was, stating that it was irrelevant for the film uh, because it was just it was more about the fact she was dying as opposed to what it was of. Um, so r- even Robin Wright, who's playing Jenny, didn't know what mm. the condition was. Uh, Jenny says in the movie that the doctors do not know what the virus is and that they could do nothing about it. This information, combined with the time period in which she got sick, being the early 80s, coincided with the HIV Mm. epidemic, so many people assume that Jenny died of AIDS. But in the sequel book, Gump & Co., the author mentions that Jenny died from hepatitis C. Contracted as a drug addict uh, during the 1970s, it was an unknown disease until 1989 and was often fatal until effective treatments were developed in the 2000s. Okay. okay. So, so because it is often seen as as being AIDS, because that mm, makes sense. It was the big the time period, the big yeah. virus of the time that no one knew how to cure. But I think it's interesting that the, at least in terms of the books, the author specifies that it was hepatitis C. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Yeah, I just because I, I I'd always I'd always assumed it was AIDS mm. when I'd watched. Well, that's it. what I thought it was meant yeah, to so be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, maybe that is. I, I I don't think it needs to be. It's not actually stated. relevant. No, I think I think that's a fair point. But one assumes that she definitely got it from her, you know, her days doing drugs and off having sex and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. that it's come from a, something from her past. Yeah, but which I, was a bit rough, I think, for the you know, for the story again. She copped it pretty bad. She had a terrible <laughs> life. Yeah. And, you know, while we're watching and it, she's ultimately kind of lost her life. Just because yeah. she's just trying to get by. Yeah. Pretty rough. While we were watching this film, Pat, you made an interesting point that you weren't sure about whether or not this film had a political message. Yeah. I was trying to pin down the political message of this film because, as I said during the movie, I'm a dirty lefty and I can't help but politically analyse everything. Mm. And I couldn't quite work out if it was taking a stance... I'm of the opinion that, that everything is in some way political, mm-hmm. especially, and I think especially if you're dealing with things like war and you know political scandals, which they do, which they did in this film. You know, yeah. obviously the Vietnam War plays Watergate. a big part. Watergate makes an appearance. It'd be hard to say this movie doesn't play around with politics. Yeah. And initially, I think I was thinking, I was like, this. It's a very pro-conservative values film. Like, it seems very much, you know, this is. The 1950s America was like, great, everything was perfect. And Jenny goes off and embraces the counterculture and contracts a horrible virus and dies. And, but, but then as it goes on, and, you, and, I, I, and I think and it, and when, when you start to bring in the humor and, and, again, the silliness and the irony and the fact that, I'm about to call him Bubba Gump, I mean, the fact that Forrest Gump mm. is an almost supernaturally perfect human. Mm. It's like, well, maybe it's meant to be a bit deeper than that. Maybe it's meant to be a bit more ironic. And maybe it is trying to make a slight comment on that things aren't aren't as perfect as maybe we like to believe. Mm. You know, because everything around Forrest it, it was quite rough. Yeah. 
but he had this perfect life. So maybe it was meant to be slightly satirical. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, again, I'm not sure where I stand on it. Yeah. I can't quite pin it down because I think it's trying to do more than what is just on the screen. Yeah. I think my reflection on it is I, I don't think 25 years ago, audiences and people involved in <coughs> making these films, but particularly audiences didn't have as much of an interest in dissecting the political nature of things i think because True. of the, the nature of the world in which we live currently uh it is something that i think is more present in the sort of common discourse you're right yeah you're right one of the other things i think this film does though is that i don't think it ever tries to offer answers of what's the right way to live aside from being kind because ultimately, I think as the a, 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 the the reason Forrest's life is perceived as being we perceive it as being perfect and he's very lucky, which he is. But I feel as though he's being very kind and he's also kind of making the best of his situation. Absolutely, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, you know, his he's he's got a mother who was very loving of him and did we we saw did a lot to help him like get into school mm. and things like that. Yeah. Um. But he had no father. He had he, you know he was True. Yeah, actually, single parent yeah, family. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, he had the leg braces, um, he was not smart and would have, and was bullied through his younger years, kids yeah. throwing rocks at him and stuff, but he continued to be kind and supportive. And I think that oh, is pretty why... much everyone as well. Yeah. Like he was yeah. he completely open-minded. Like he, he, there was not a, any kind of discrimination yeah. From him at all. The only person... Yeah, Wesley's the only person he's well, sort of yeah. an Again, again he yeah. doesn't like people who abuse women, yeah. which, again, totally <laughs> fine. Yeah. He's all <laughs> and, I, and I think that's... I think ultimately that's why maybe... It's not so much that he's lucky, it's that he, he is getting... Well, he is lucky, but... He, no, yeah. he is lucky, but it could be viewed as though what he is experiencing is the uh, positive windfall of good karma. Hmm. As opposed to luck. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't know that the film is necessarily making political points. Um, I mean, it it is, but I don't think it's going, this is the right way or this is the wrong way. In his speech to Jenny um, when when she's dead, when he's at her grave, Mm. in that that Oscar-winning moment monologue that he does, um, he he makes the point where he doesn't know if the world is like his mama said, with it being destiny, or if it was like Lieutenant Dan saying, where it's just kind of chaos. And he says, I think it might be a bit of both. Yeah. Um, that's ultimately where his experiences have seen him fall. But I feel as though the only sort of consistent through line that this film is sort of backing is the being a good person, being kind and being generous. Um, like he gives Bubba's share to, to Bubba's yeah. family. Yeah. And helps like rebuild the, the church and all that in that area. Um, mm. I think that is ultimately the message that, that this film and this story is telling i think you're right yeah. i think you're right and like i said it's 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 just because of how we are currently mm. it's very hard not to, to read political it. messages yeah. in everything yeah um but i think you're right i think ultimately they were just trying to make a movie about <laughs> yeah. a good person yeah. and and it's it's important just to just to be nice mm-hmm. and be kind to everyone yeah i think i think you're right mm. Plus, if they try and remake Forrest Gump in a few years, uh, he may get to meet a president that he's smarter than. Uh, (laughs) Okay, guys, all that remains is for us to score the film. Uh, Patrick, it was your first time watching Forrest Gump. 
what what score are you giving it out of ten? I'm going to give it seven bullets to the ass. <laughs> um, out of ten, I got bit on the buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> in the buttocks. Um, it's great. It's it's a very good film. All the performance. We didn't really talk about the performances that much, mm. but they're, they're all, all good. they're all brilliant. Everyone's fantastic. Yeah, it's a it's a very lovely story. It's a bit long and it's a bit you know a bit muddled here and there, mm. but ultimately, yeah, it's it's a it's a very very good film. Yeah, uh, Nicola, what are you giving it out of ten? I give it an eight point eight. The only Ooh. reason I take the point two off is purely because of that John Lennon bit. Okay. Yeah, that's it's pretty bad that bit. Yeah. <laughs> 8.8. Yeah. I don't think we've ever gone that specific with our decimal scoring, yeah. but I like it. Well, why not perfect? Why not perfect ten then? Um, because I do agree that it can feel a little bit long in some parts. Not to say that I don't enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. But it does feel a little bit long. Mm. Cool. And John Lennon. And John Lennon. And John. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I I think this is a really good film. I do have, as we heard, I've got a couple of issues with how it's written in parts but but by and large it is it, it's just a really lovely film to sit down and just sort of well, watch on a plane it, it, it is basically the yeah. perfect plane film I, I would say it's I know. yeah it's really lovely so um really well told tom hanks is a babe uh they're all great so i'm gonna give it seven and a half uh, celebrity cameos uh, after <laughs> after the people have probably died yeah. uh, out of ten. Um, yeah, really fun film. Uh, Nicola and Patrick, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Stephen. And for those of you listening at home, uh, hey, guess what? You can send us messages. You can say uh, what you did or didn't like about Forrest Gump by going to our Facebook page and just leaving us a message there. Search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Facebook. We're also available on Patreon if you want to, um, you know, become a member of the club, get some extra bonus content, just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Patreon or go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. And of course, we're available to be subscribed wherever podcasts are available, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that business. Uh, But that's all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.